Are you recording? Today we're driving to Chiliota. Got an Airbnb, it's a little cottage on a lake. Meeting up with my brother Steven. We're gonna sit down, we're working on a writing project. The project is called Silent Killers. A quick synopsis of the project. Me and Steven are both very intellectual, very driven people. We have very similar thought processes of what we love, where we wanna go in life, and what we wanna do for work. My brother Steven is a writer, very genius, very creative writer. I do some writing as well. Uh, so we are working together on this project called Silent Killers, and basically it's about the fact that both of us keep our heads down and work hard on the things that we want to accomplish without bragging or boasting or looking for recognition or acceptance along the way. Uh, we keep our heads down, we get the work done, and then we celebrate after. That's the brother. Look at him. Look at how fucking hood he looks right now. You know, he's ready to do some fucking damage. He said, I came here to write. I came here to write and to kick ass. He said, I'm all out of pages. What up, brother? You want to sit up front with me? Huh? You want to sit up front? Yeah, sure. Feels good to be out. Someday, not too long from now, you're gonna walk out of that door for the last fucking yes. time, bro. For the yes. last fucking time, you're gonna walk yes. out of that door. Yes, sir. What's up, you hungry? I'm a little hungry. I'm a little hungry. I haven't eaten anything. I've been, uh, you know, just trying to get through my work before I left. Before I left. I thought of another thing you were asking about, like, you know, with the camera and yeah. feeling comfortable in the camera. I thought about another thing to add to it, mm -hmm. and that's that you look at the camera as a tool, right? Don't okay. look at it, when you look at when you look at the camera, you probably get in your own head like I did at first of like, you look at the camera and you say, I'm really looking at 800 people who are gonna see what I'm about to say, right? You're gotcha. looking at the camera thinking about the people the who are people. going to watch okay. it. Those people aren't behind the camera right now, right? Yeah. So that camera, is it, which way do I go from here? Uh, you keep to get out straight. to Alafea. To get out to Alafea, yeah. Just go straight and it'll pop you up. You know, when you look at the camera, just look at it as a tool okay. for capturing our ideas. Okay. It's no different than writing in, in your pad. You just have it on audio yeah. and video. And how we were talking the other day, uh, it was me uh, Sunday, mm -hmm. how we were just vibing there talking and all that stuff. Okay, cool. And just like I said, man, I wish Harry was there with the camera on Sunday to capture all this. And that vibe, that motion would have been no different with Harry there, just recording it, just mm -hmm. capturing our thoughts. It's, yeah. it's telling the truth, speaking our truth, and just document. We're documenting, we're not creating. Yeah. And that's what Gary Vee always talks about. He's that real makes big. sense. Document, don't create. Because when you look at the camera and you see the 2,000, 4,000 people that are gonna be watching or listening to you, then you start creating, right? Mm. You create a persona, you create you know, something that's not authentic or natural, just be and just that's just there for documentation. Yo, you know what's crazy? I've been, crazy is big into, um, into like watching the social media people. You know how they have reality shows, but now the social media people are kind of giving you a glimpse behind their life or life with whoever on YouTube. She follows this, um, this family called the Ace Family. 
have 15 million followers, all that stuff. And I've always told Chris here, um, anytime there's a surprise or he does something or anything, I'm like, it just seems too fake. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you just explained it perfectly because he's looking at it as, this is my moneymaker. I'm doing this for the 15 million people behind there. So his actions come out fake. He's got to create, he's got to create he's something that's create not natural. Something. Then his brother-in-law did some type of video of, hey, we're going to have a kid. And you can tell he was kind of acting like a little, um, he was acting it out, but then he, he was, was really serious. Yeah. As soon as, cause his girlfriend hid the camera. As soon as he found out that the camera was there, his persona changed. And I could never explain it, but I could always see it. I could always feel it, you know? So you, you just hit it right on the head. Cause that's exactly, that's exactly the mentality you can't have, you know? I wish I had more money to put into like long-term investment, stock investments and shit. Yeah. Cause I'd, I'd fucking go all in on the cannabis industry. That shit is just gonna explode over the next 20 years. I'm, the, you know, it's a perfect situation because I live with Chris's mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I live with my mother-in-law. Rent is dirt cheap. You know what I'm saying? So, for me right there, I have to put that money. If I'm gonna go buy some chips, I need to go put that money in the stock, in stocks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And savings accounts for just, I guess, regular people is what? 0.01% for the whole year. But also, my advice to you and my advice to everybody would always be before you take that money to invest it into the stock market, because investing into stocks, even something as lucrative and as beneficial as the cannabis industry will be, it's still a gamble. You should never, ever, ever <coughs> risk money that you can't, can't afford to lose. Gotcha. Or, more importantly, and what my point, to my point, don't risk money that can be invested somewhere else more wisely. I always recommend to everybody to invest in yourself before anything else. So invest in yourself first. If you, if you have money that you can spare, it should be deployed against things that are going to promote you within the sector that you are working in or would like to be working in. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So for me, 10 grand is gonna go into opening Homesick Media Group before it goes into the cannabis industry. Even though I, I confidently believe if I put 10 grand in the cannabis industry, it'll be 100 million in 10 years. Doesn't matter. Because it's $10,000 that could go to better use to something that I'm gonna deploy that against something that I'm passionate about, something that I'm gonna work on hard for the next 10 years, and I'll grow my own business to be a $100 million business. Because I'm betting on me. Keep you know that I mean? same thought. Keep that same thought. Let me ask you this question on that same subject. You know how they say one thing you can't get back is time. I feel like you really can buy back time though if, like you said, you invest in yourself and take back all that time that you would have been working at a 40-hour mm -hmm. job. What do you think about that logic? I agree before, with that. before it was known as you can never buy back time. But if you apply that same logic, technically you can. Well, I mean, Gary Vee talks about it all the time, man. You you have two resources. You got time or money. You can buy time. You absolutely can buy time. If you have the resources to deploy against it, you can buy time. I don't have the time to record everything and edit everything while running the business. Mm -hmm. So I have to deploy resources and having someone do it. I don't have the time, straight up. Gotcha. That time doesn't exist because my day is segmented between the things I have to do to keep the studio running, between having the tattoo, 
between having to oversee the editing and the recording of footage, between all the other business ideas, the move, and then making time for my family as well, my, my time is already accounted for. So absolutely, you can buy time. And yeah, and by investing your own time into something and your own money into something that's going to pay off, you're buying yourself more time in the future. Which you know talking I mean? about that, um, I spoke to Chris about it, 100% on board. Um, I'm thinking of starting for right now, three days a week. Coming to the studio? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm gonna get out of work. I usually get out at four. Worst case scenario, I work overtime. I get out at five, but I'm gonna go to the gym, drop Chris off, and then come to the studio. 100%, dude. Sounds Tuesday, good. Tuesday is probably a great fucking day for you to okay, come to the cool. studio because Tuesday's the day that we're working on putting out Tattoos Day and everything else. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on on Tuesday, so it'd be really good for you to get in on that day. Okay. I mean, every any day is a good day. Yeah. Any amount of time is a good. And obviously, of time, I'm so. gonna move it up, but I've learned about myself that I that. For example, if I need to end something, I, I can do cold turkey, right? Right off the bat. Like, if I need to cut something, I'll cut it off. But now I'm realizing with my anxiety that when I'm scaling things, I need to scale it up slowly. Well, that's how it goes anyway. Yeah. Anything that you want to do is done in steps. You know, one step at a time. Little things every single day. You want a piece of gum? Yeah. Little th you want a piece here? Little things every single day that add up to one medium thing. Yeah. We do 100 little things equals one medium thing. You do a thousand little things equals ten medium things. Those ten medium things equal one big fucking thing. I can't wait to put on my inst on KCB's Instagram whatever of homesick content creator S signed by. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um, art author um, signed by homesick. You know what I'm saying? Like something where it's like I'm signed to homesick. No, bro. You're gonna be part of it. You're not gonna be signed. No, no, to no for sure. But like, that. bro, I've since I met you, man. You know, I, I've loved your shit. I've loved everything you've done. I told you, bro, I'm, I'm getting a paycheck and I'm buying mad shit. And you've always shown me love, but I've always loved what Homesick is about. You know what I'm saying? The hats, anytime I can rep it. You know, so I, that's honestly on some corny shit. Where's my hat? I gotta get that's my it. hat. You over. gotta get the hat. Like, what did you say earlier? You said, they know we're a squad. They know we're they a team. Know. They already know what's up, bro. I, wanna get, I wanted to get a really like good, high quality picture of this hat. Let me put it into the light, Harry. Can you get the sweat stains on that fucking hat, bro? You see how dirty that fucking hat is? On the sides, on the back. That's umpteen hours. On the inside, bro, okay? I've had this hat for like six months. We've only had the homesick hats for about a year, right? Yeah. This is my second homesick hat. I've only had this one Jeez. for six months, bro. That's fucking work. That's dedication. Mm -hmm. That's every single day wearing this hat representing the thing that I fucking love the most. The thing that I've worked for pretty much harder than anything I've ever worked for in my life. And on some real shit, it, your love grows so much more than you where you can get people like me to love that shit as much. Like, I don't uh, look because at it. I love, it's because I love. love. So when I look at this shirt, I, I promise you, real shit, I think about you. I think about the future. Every time I think about the shirt. Lastly comes how dope it is on some real shit. Lastly, so I'm thinking about home, what are we calling it? Homesick Media? Or homesick, homesick Media Group, Homesick Media for short, you know, whatever. One year from now, bro. One year. And it's such a venture that you've talked about that is so minimal compared to the other ventures that all it takes is our grind. 
you know me putting in those hours to come in you know what i'm saying it does you take, putting yeah, in those hours collective, collective you know you run, putting yeah. in those hours you and know what homesick, i'm homesick, i want to keep the title short homesick media. not not real short man but yeah i know what that, you mean bro it's easily it's easily buildable man i'm definitely bummed that we that we don't got that space so I, i'm already but you know i'm bummed on it I'm trying not to dwell on it I still dwell on it a little bit because I, I have oh, so cool. much i'm dwelling on it i'm bummed on it because i'm like emotionally invested in that space mm -hmm. you know yeah. it's which is strange because it's just a room but it's the room where my my personal change started it's the room where this personal Shit. bond started mm -hmm. you know what i mean those four walls it was your cocoon you know it was your cocoon now i was in uh, yeah that was exactly it. in there working and then boom pop like a butterfly two years later everybody's like wait you guys are getting a new shop what? like yeah bro i was in there working for two years and and just the year that I so imagine how much harder you worked before we met because even when I met you like you're to the point where like the other day my mom asked me she was like I need to get a tattoo from uh, from Michael blah blah and you're at the point where you're having your your clientele is your clientele you know what I'm saying like there was a point where I was talking to you and you were still hustling you were still grinding and it's increased so much where you're able to manage more in the year that we just know each other. Like, that's crazy, man, but it just, it's a testament, you know, it's proof is in the pudding, you know, and that's how, that's one thing until I met you. For me, I kept on looking at myself in the mirror and I felt greatness inside, right? I felt it and I was like, but I'm crazy though. Can I really get this just off a of mentality? Like, I felt greatness that's the inside only way of me. You can get that's it. the only way, you know? Yeah one thing about me that and, and i learned this living in dominican republic for four years i lived there i mean i was one of those kids that played in my underwears in the streets we played baseball with sticks and you know those gallons of milk empty like you throw them and you hit them um you know the gallons of water the tops if you were that that's that was pro that was majorly we played with sticks yep we played with the little sticks like i played on the streets you know what i'm saying so i come here the lights would go out every day. Every day the lights would go out at about six o'clock. If not every day, five days out of the week for about an hour, two, three. If you had money, you had a generator. But we didn't have money like that. You know, uh, my favorite pet was a goldfish. We had roosters outside, you know, um, in my grandfather's little place. He lived in like this place way, 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 way out there. It's like real, they're like real poor. It's like called the body. And we would play in the freaking cemetery, like the cemetery, we would play there. So it's like, I come here and all this shit is just extra. All this shit is just extra to me. You know, so when I think about that quote right there, the truth is, I, I've realized that I'm a very humble person. I'm just self-aware of who I am. I do believe that I'm the, one of the wisest people that I know. But I always put everybody else before me. I'm content with anything I got right now at this moment, but I know I am great. So I'm confident, but at the same time with being confident, it's not being cocky. So when I put myself as that least person, it does make me work harder, honestly. It does make me work harder. We don't boast a lot of anything, but when we know, we know, right? So we won't just come out and say- You've said hey, that before. You've said that before. When when you know, you know, and we know, we know. When you just know, yeah. and it's not being cocky, you just know we're speaking facts. 
So there's Feel me being, there's me being cocky, being like, yo, I'm fresh as hell, you know, I, I look good and all that shit. And coming out and saying, these people don't know what we thinking. We working with the blind shut. But in a year, this dream is gonna manifest. But we're the we're the least. We think of ourselves as the least. And the way I think of that, the way I think about this shit as the least, is me just being the quietest. Blinder shut, talking to somebody who understands it. We could have six more people in this room. It's not like other people aren't cool with no, us. No, we have these conversations in front of people all the time. But right now, when we're working on projects, we're not saying anything. We're not boasting. We're not doing the most. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've been honing in on recently, especially with the work that I'm doing with the homeless. That gives perspective. I have everything. It's like Mac Miller says. You can have the world in the palm of your hands. You still might drop it. Right? And I've fucking learned that shit working with the homeless over the past you know month or month, two months now. A lot of these people had, have families. They had a beautiful house. They had a lot extra in their house. You know what I mean? Like they were living great lives and they just lost it, right? And and the fact that you can have everything and build all of this and just one thing, one little thing, can take it all away in an instant. It's very awakening, and it helps me understand. It gives me perspective as a 28-year-old business owner and a family man. I've got a wife and kids, you know. I understand that there's a lot more to life that I still have to learn. I tell people all the time, like, anytime they're like, yo, that was deep, I was like, you know, the soapbox just gets under me. And sometimes I forget that it's there, and I just start ranting, you know. But I saw that, and I was just like, yo, it's just, it's just perfect, you know, because like I said, there's an audience for this. There's people that feel exactly like this, and they're like, hey, like, does anybody else feel this way? Because the people around me don't feel this. But yes, but yes or no, the way that I like things, do they come out well? Extremely. Because you're getting your knowledge from reputable third-party sources mm -hmm. that know what they're talking about. And it's and not like you haven't been, you haven't been, it's not like you yeah, haven't been doing photography either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny because I saw, um, I forgot, on Netflix, it's like wrap, wrap Up or whatever. It talks about different artists and it was talking about Logic. And it was saying how his producer, Six, how he already knows what Logic likes and shit. So he makes the beat, sends it to Logic. And Logic now, after like six years of producing or 10, whatever, Logic's already bumping to it. So that's what it's going to be. Like, you're like his producer. Like, there's going to be nobody that knows you more than him when it comes to those things because this is the documenting this is gonna know me pretty fucking well he's following me around all the time capturing my most <laughs> shit. like i'm sharing this with you because uh -huh. we're like on a deep real emotional level i talked to harry about shit jokes 10 10 hours a day but now he just learned fucking serious shit about dealing uh -huh. with depression and stuff right he doesn't judge though no judgment coming from from the shitster <laughs> no it's perfect Nobody's fucking hurting. Have you it, seen bro. the hashtags? There's like a thousand, or and, and a lot of them aren't. So think about it. We live in a world where why is Instagram so popping? Because it's a visual. People like visuals. People like quick visuals. So you're getting a visual plus that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it's crazy because again, we literally just listed it, but everybody freaking wins. 
whether it's the whether it's my boy who edits, whether it's Harrison who does the video, you that puts in your part, me that puts in my part, that person, the voice that everybody wins because everybody gets credit. You know what I'm saying? And if that video gets gets popular, everybody wins on there. You know, it's it's the perfect storm. That's why I gotta write a, a, a lot more. And like I said, as I come in the shop, we'll talk, but I, I gotta hit that market. I, and we're gonna find, just like with Harry, man, I'm, you know, I brought Harry on to run the front desk and to do social media. And within two months, he had just found a passion and a niche and a talent without any direction. I didn't even give him any direction, right? I, you know, I taught him how to do the job that I wanted him to do at the time, but he found this niche and this this passion for shooting videos. Mm -hmm. And he started, he's like, dude, I can get some sick videos with my iPhone. I'm like, cool, man, do it, run it. You yeah. know? And he did it and he showed me and I'm like, that is pretty fucking sick, mm -hmm. man. He's like, dude, let me let me look into this a little bit. And he like finds an app, he found an app, and he was like, dude, I, I can do some sick shit with this app. I'm like, cool, let's fucking do it. Let's focus on it a little bit. And he just kind of naturally went into the, and then I just, honed in on it for him you know I was like okay cool let's get you a camera let's get you an editing program like that's what you're good at and I see that it's working mm -hmm. right let's keep going on that level so when you get to homesick mm -hmm. it might take a month or two you know it took Harry a couple months but he was just there right just doing and whatever it is that you're doing even if it's just us talking mm -hmm. half the time you know what I mean at some point there's gonna be like me and Harry you're gonna come in on a Tuesday me and Harry are gonna be editing or something right you're gonna look and you might even if you just have like a little a little thing you know what i mean just like when i you know when we were talking about the title shit right yeah you know mm -hmm. so um like we'll be sitting there editing something and you might say well hang on what if you do this right or will you because you have a different mind than one of us does right and at some point there we'll see a nuance in the things that you have an eye for mm -hmm and you'll kind of just fall into into where your mindset works with the team to where, add value yeah. where where yeah. we are lacking yeah. where we don't know we're lacking because we don't have your mind mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so and that's i just think the natural progress of building a team in the direction that i'm trying to in this like media company mm -hmm. you know shadow dance i like that that's what I, that's what I said. I was just remember, about to say. I was what, just thinking that. Remember what I said yes, on Sunday yes. about how like that's your part. How I yeah <laughs> yes bro. I was just thinking. I was like, holy shit, this is what he meant. And I was just chilling here. You know what's funny? That's how when I put my post, I literally pull up the post and I take my time. You know, like I'm because I'm in my zone. Like you know how with work you have a deadline. When you're doing your business, you obviously have a deadline but you can give 100% to how you feel and who you are as a person into that shit. So I'm able to take it up, swallow it, like you said, and when I get that gut feeling, like, this is the title right here. Like, this encompasses all of that. So when I'm doing this, I and then literally, I, I was just like, oh shit, this is what he means. And that's me not seeing that as a talent. That's just me seeing that as, that's just who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta weaponize those things. That's what you were fucking saying. Fuck yeah, man. I love it. Fucking love that shit, bro. I think. And I think Homesick has such staying power. This has a name. And the idea that it's like, yeah, it's mine, and I came up with a name, but the idea behind it and how it's a collective and everybody involved together, it's not mine. 
It, ma it makes it's it not work. mine, and without everybody else, it, it's nothing. It's not homesick. It's not homesick without a million different people. You know? Yeah, it's just not all the colors of the world, all the different minds, the way different people process and think and analyze, and mm -hmm. and I think that that idea, that process behind it, and the fact that, like, I think you know, homesick tattoo is small small fries compared to like what homesick media production could be what homesick you know publishing could be you know what I mean it's a way to reach out to 10,000 writers who have 250 followers on Instagram mm -hmm. who have pure raw talent and devotion to their craft and say hey let's let's get some people who think like you to pay attention to what you're saying mm -hmm. because we care about you because that's what homesick is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So apply that mentality to every aspect of business that we venture into in the future. It yeah. will. Like, thinking long-term, like, how big homesick is going to be. I mean, we just went from me and two artists, or me and one artist and an apprentice. Mm -hmm. That was the team in October, mm -hmm. or in September, right? Just me and Brandon and Zach. Yeah, that's what it dwindled down to. Is, you know, Jessica left. Just the three of us. Mm -hmm. And then Jake and Gavin. And then Harrison. And then Via. And then Santo. And then Caitlin. And then Santa left. And now Ian. And now Tokyo. And now Julius. Mm -hmm. And Jake and Gavin hired Aria. Twelve people. Thirteen. Is it 12, 13, uh, you know? Like, that's huge. And that's in, just the tattoo. And that's just the tattoo shop. If we do a media company, we're talking there's gonna be 20 people in the media company working. Not right away. Yeah, but still, at some point. But if everybody, all these mo little moving parts, me, you, Harrison, you know, they all come together, we already have it. It's already there. Just a year and a half ago, think about it. Just add on, think about, if you say the same, if you say, let's say, the same production, the same production, a year and a half, add another year and a half to that, that I mean, that that was an explosion, what you took off from. You know what I'm saying? The explosion happened, it happened in September. October, November, December, January, February, five months. That's a lot of growth in five months. That's why you're tired. That's why I'm tired. That's why you're tired. That's why I'm tired. That's why that hat is That's fucking destroyed. Because I'm fucking 70, 80 hours a week. 70, 80 hours a week in the studio, working all of that time and finding time for my family and finding time for myself, self-reflection and the things that I enjoy that, that, that bring me value on, on a personal level. 100%. It's about balance. Mm -hmm. I was, for me, it's... Like it's like what I what I told you the other day. For me, it was it was knowing it was realizing that my writing wasn't just writing. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just words on a page. Like it speaks. It's deep. It's it's you know it's good. You know people read it. People enjoy it. People can relate to it. You know. And now I'm just getting off that balance beam of saying, Yo, I'm good. I can put this out there. At this point. Like, there's a difference between me, like, and I struggled with this at the beginning. I always used to tell Chris, like, 
yo, on some real shit, like, you know, do you think I'm good? Like, do you think, and it was because how I told you at the shop. For me, I always looked at it as, it's it's not something that is visible to me. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could, like, just like, Ed, if I sing, people are gonna say, he can't sing. With words, it's a different story. But when I started seeing how it touched people, when I get people who, for example, you, where you have a, where you have a, where, whether it's financially, whether it's exposure, whatever it is, I'm good enough where you're okay putting yourself out there for me. And now, now that's why I'm more confident, where I'm like, yo, I can do this. Like, I can put my work out there. I'm like that artist that is good and just doesn't have the exposure because he didn't put in that work as far as me being there. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm like, yo, I just need to get out there. I think that's, that's it. That's part of what homesick's about. And that's what I said earlier with, you know, all the different sectors of homesick is going to be about discovering these people who need the guidance and, and the help and the breakthrough to, to get their content heard. Exactly. Because it's valuable. Because sometimes it's just literally about exposure. The worst rappers or whatever it is, it's just about exposure. So you're telling me that I'm good enough where I just need exposure? I'm finally... And an, and an editor. Huh? And an editor. And an editor. <laughs> and a big time. Editor and an E, 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 and E. That's going to be my motto. Editor and e -E. exposure. E -E. Editor and exposure. You know what I'm saying? Where, again, I, I go back to this, and it's the only way I can explain it. If, when we do the poetry... Can you keep this look with the little curls peeking out from the other like it. look like Easy e bro. look like Easy e I love it. It's bringing back Thank the 80s you. right now. It's Thank bringing back you. the 80s. I, yo, you know what I do when I get in the car? I go like this. <laughs> because, you know, it's like a little cool, but yo, if I take this off, oh, yeah. it's not this. But you. the only way I can explain it is it's just like a singer. And that's what you've made me believe in my poetry. That's what my wife has made me believe in my poetry, where it's like, if you if you were a singer, you would be a good singer where people would listen. I like to tell stories. I, I like to talk with my hands. I like to let people see visuals with my words. Now, if it's on writing, my editor is going to do that. But with me, and you guys have given me that confidence, where you're able to say, hey, I've been thinking about a poetry night. Because if I was trash, one, I'd expect you to tell me. Two, you would tell me. And three, you wouldn't say, hey, this poetry night, I got you in mind. You know what I'm saying? That tells me, okay, because it's not just love, right? Like, let's say Prizia wasn't so straight up. She can lie to me. I love you, but I believe in you also. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With you, it's I love you, I believe in you, and this is my business. And that's when it gets more straight line. This is my business. If I put somebody that sucks, I can't put my name on that. And that's, even if you were lying to me, there's no harder truth than numbers. But you're, also, I know that you guys are not. So I'm finally off that road. I was, I was going you through think, that for You a think bit. when it comes time to present Silent Killers, you would want to do a full show at Homesick for Silent Killers? Debut. We'll, we'll actually each do some spoken word at the event of our writing. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll print copies of Silent Killers, just one page or two page or something, you know? And and have, give them out or sell them for a dollar or something, mm -hmm. take donations for them, whatever it is, you know? Um, and present some of the content that we created along with being build a video project, premiere the video project, 
you know, present or spoken word, would you be down to do an actual presentation for this, or when, do you want it to just be digital? When, when would you say you? Because we could do the poetry, but we could also do, yes, we're going to show you the poetry, we're going to do a spoken word bit, we're going to tell you about our process, we're going to show our process video, you know what I mean? Okay, I see what you're saying. When? Whenever the time is right. You know, we just keep working, and when we feel like we've got enough content and, and our our video, our poetry is done, you know, we present it at a, at a fucking premiere, man. We premiere it, and then we release it online the day after. Create more interest around it, bring people in, get people involved, even if it's 10 people. Even if it's 10 of our closest friends, have them there with us to, to share this project with. We'll be shaken. I don't speak well in front of people sharing stuff, you know? You saw me get nervous when I was showing you magic tricks or get a little shaky when I'm reading some of my old poetry, but it's about getting out of that that comfort zone and, and connecting with people. And I think that a lot of the people, even people that we're closest with, don't understand the day-to-day -day process that we go through to, to create our art and to put ourselves out there. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree with you. And like I said, man, I'm all in, so let's do it. I'm down to do it. Let's, you know, I I think this could be something that at least gets us going. You know what I'm saying? On the right path. And if I'm telling you yes to a poetry night that you had already been thinking about doing, or I haven't spoken poetry, whatever it is, and I told you yes when I got home, there should be no reason why I don't tell you yes now. You feel me? Like for me, it's just hey, these are the things I need to do. If by next year, because this is my trial. If by next year, which I will be where I'm going to be, I'm going to buy a puzzle piece. And I want to bring something up for you specifically. We still talk about it a lot. Something we talked about a while ago, a few months ago, of like these unreal expectations mm -hmm. and deadlines and guidelines. True, you were set. we did. You're like, okay, you know, in a year from now, I'll be here. By setting that in a year from now, if you're not there, you're going to be I'm disappointed on that. You're going to be judged on You're judging yourself based on that. On unreal expectation and timeline. It's about the little steps every day that add up. It's not, you know, when I give timelines, it's more of like a broad, general, like, yeah, we're trying around this time, right? Just to kind of give you an idea, but not saying, if I don't get this done by then, it's like, then I failed myself. Or if I get it done, then I know I can really do it. Because when you set that, when you set, like I said, when you set that and you don't reach it, then you'll be disappointed, you'll be let down. And maybe that'll drive you, but typically it's gonna be a you know, blow, you're like, damn, I really wanna do that by this time and it didn't work. But when you don't set those guidelines, don't set those timelines, don't set those unreal expectations for yourself, or just things that you don't know what the variables are gonna be in between, when you don't set those, you set yourself up to exceed that amount in a year. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because when you don't say, okay, yeah, in a year from now, I'm going to be here and doing this exactly, and you say, okay, you know what, today I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and then tomorrow I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and then when you get to tomorrow, you do those things, you say, okay, today I'm going to do these things, tomorrow I'm going to do those things, you set yourself up to make those little goals that build much quicker than saying, okay, in a year from now, I'm going to be at this big goal that I want but you're not looking at all the little stuff and you're setting this big goal and you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you don't reach it, instead of just saying, I'm gonna reach that, it's gonna happen when the time comes, and I'm gonna keep my head down and work. I'm gonna, 
make the small the small steps my journey. My small steps. Yep. It's in the, that's that is the journey. The journey is the small steps. The journey is the day to day. And then you come a year later and you didn't set that year expectation for yourself, but before you know it, a year later, you're five times ahead of where you thought you would be or what you set your goal as. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not good to have goals and no, stuff no, like that. No, no, no. I was going to say, you were talking about me putting in my two cents with the stuff because my brain, I'm somebody who's not there as much. It's the same thing as that. You know, it's, it's still the same mindset, but you edit it that part that you're definitely right. I should think more, hey, I, I need to do the dollar eighty, um, the dollar eight the Gary V dollar eighty instead of being like like you said, a year from now, XYZ. So because like I said, my end goal it is to prove that I can mold this world to how I want it. But a year shouldn't dictate if at the end of my life that's gonna be true. Because then if I stop myself short so I was gonna say I'm glad you edited that. Because yeah, if you, if you like, if you write a goal right now. You say one year from now, February nineteenth, nineteenth, twenty twenty, I'm gonna have five thousand Instagram followers. But on February twenty seventh, twenty twenty one, you have four thousand nine hundred. You still have four thousand nine hundred Instagram followers, and it might have taken two years, but you did the you did the work. And you didn't say, okay, I'm gonna do get five thousand in a year, and then you didn't get five thousand in a year. You're like, what the fuck. What am I doing wrong? You know, it's like you set yourself up for that. Because that. realistically, like with the variables and everything in between, we don't know how long something's going to take. Exactly. You know? That's so, and it's just like with, you know, the, the homesick media company next door. And I just, you know, found out this morning, I had this grand idea two, three days ago, trying to implore it and put to a stop because that spot is rented out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm not crushed because. I didn't have that unreal expectation of like, yep, this is gonna happen. I'm gonna be in that and shop. I'll be in, in that year. shop in a month. You know what you I mean? We're gonna be in that new shop, and it's gonna be set up immediately. It's gonna be perfect. It was like, no, if I want that, like I've gotta hunker down and focus on the details and how I'm gonna make it work. And I gotta pitch it to Rob and Nick and explain to them why we need it and you know get it you know get it going in that direction. Mm -hmm. And then when I find out this morning it's not gonna happen, okay, that's fine. It's not gonna happen there. I still want it to happen. How am I going to make it happen? Still take those little steps toward the direction. And Homesick Media might not be born next month, next door to Homesick Tattoo, but it could be born in seven months from now in downtown Orlando. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I've got to take the steps to get there, and I don't set unreal expectations and goals to reach for myself. I just set, I know I want to do it, and I set out to do it. There's this quote that I read. I was probably on Facebook or something, but it was something that's like it's hard to discuss power moves with ad average people because it sounds like bragging, something like that. But it's something along the lines of like you can only discuss the like power moves with like other people who have that mindset. That's part of what I'm I'm writing here. It's like the things that I the the times that I do choose to share my accomplishments and my reflect on my accomplishments vocally in front of other people it's typically with people who understand my vision because with average people they see it as bragging because you're like oh yeah you know I just opened my business two years ago built it up you know we're up to five artists we just hired now we're moving to a bigger space 
Like you say that to someone who works like a normal job, you know, and they're like, oh damn, you must be nice, you know, that mindset. They don't believe that they can accomplish things. They don't have the, the care to accomplish anything. And you say something like that and they're like, oh, that's, that's cool. You got it all figured out. But like, I just want to share my experience and what I'm doing with the people that I care about. So it's that when I read that quote, it really kind of hit home to me because I had started noticing it in the past few months, you know, trying to talk about things with certain people, not everybody. And, you know, or they just see the outside. They just see the, oh, you know, must be nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got your own tattoo shop. You do what you love. Like, but like when I talk to somebody like you, you know, you understand that I'm strictly just speaking my truth you know? that's what's going on in my life and you're able to see it and be influenced by it and help inspire me to continue on that path and be excited for me and excited by the fact that it's happening without seeing it as you know without seeing it as a boast I don't see it as it's, it's like you said that there's really no other way to best to put it I'm not even going to add too much on it it's true it's literally the truth so if you can't speak the truth to your closest people then who you really need who you going to speak the truth to and then they'll say well you're too quiet well because if I say this you're going to take this a certain way how do you know that because I've already done it I've already it's so scripted in you that I've already done it and you can't even tell you know what I'm saying like for me I, I think I think people look at it as an envious thing instead of looking at it as a positive and saying I have somebody here that I can learn from that's right there close and on top of that he's my brother one I'm happy for him as family and two why would I ever be envious of somebody else winning you know what I'm saying like that that's my thing that's one thing I've always told you and that's one one reason that I got so much love for you because you understand that you don't just want to win. You want everybody to win. You 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 want to make a bigger table. All you're asking is just build your own chair. Build your own chair. I fucking love that shit right but there. But I got you. I, I'm going to build I, the bigger table. You build your own you chair. Build your Fuck, own chair. dude. You just hit the goddamn nail on the but head, bro. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you already know me. I'm a very factual. Harrison, you'll get to know this about me. I'm a very fact-based person. I'm very straightforward. With the people that are closest to me, I will be completely 100% straightforward. But at the same time, there's only a few select people that I'll actually talk to about my successes. Because, like you said, I'm not bragging. I'm just speaking facts. And at some point, you need to have those checkpoints in your life. I just don't understand why other people have to be mad about that. You know, if you don't take that initiative, I feel like you need to be okay with the decisions you made. If you don't take the initiative to have a business or to get out of whatever situation that's making you how you are, where you're like, oh, I I hate Mondays, you need to be okay. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is where I decided to stay. Let's call that the Garfield syndrome. Let's let's, let's coin that right now. The I hate Mondays, we're going to start calling that the Garfield syndrome. I hate Mondays. But you, you Because Garfield all Garfield ever did was fucking sit around and eat lasagna and talk shit to John. He was an ungrateful fucking asshole cat. He didn't love John. 
John did the work, gave the world to that fucking cat. He fed him all the lasagna he could eat, and he sat his fat ass home and did nothing, and he hated Mondays. Why? He didn't even have to do anything on Monday. Fuck Garfield. Garfield syndrome's bullshit. Tell us how you really feel.